Erevin, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Ches, 1.8. This Mishnah is very important. It's going to set out the basic parameters for what constitutes a legal mechitza. As we established from the very beginning, the whole premise of being able to carry on Shabbos is that on a Doraisa level, the area you're carrying in is a legal rishus hayachid, a private domain. Um, there might be other requirements, we said, not the only requirement, but the f- step one is that you have a legal private domain, and the most basic feature of a Rishus Yachid, a private domain, is that it's offset with mechitzos, um, partitions. Midoraisa, you need, according to most Rishonim, partitions on three sides. So here we go, we're going to set out um, what constitutes a mechitza, and the Mishnah is going to engineer a scenario where we have the most rudimentary mechitzos possible. We really want to set up something very basic to sort of push the limit, see how much, how how far we can go, how much we can get away with, and still say these are considered to be legal partitions that offset and allow for Shosiach at a place where you can carry. Now, to set that up, the mission is going to set up a case of people camping out in the middle of a field with very minimal supplies, and therefore they're going to make the sort of makeshift camp with really minimal mechitzos. So let me First, just as a side point, the truth is that Halach Lamaisa, the cordon of Ariot Machitzas as described in this Mishnah, will not be sufficient in Rishus Rabin proper. But our Mishnah here, set forth in, this, in a field somewhere, is a Carmelist, therefore talking about the Rabbanan, and therefore certainly we're going to say this is going to be sufficient, on whatever description we'll have momentarily, to be considered to be Rishus Yach, it's walled off on all sides. So before we get to the words inside, let me just paint the basic picture to make sure the premise is clear. You have a machitza is going to be a partition to offset. The basic rule of a partition is that it must be 10 tfachim high, as we said already a number of times. Now, the wall is going to be 10 tfachim high, but it's normal for any construction and a home, etc., that you're going to have to have some entranceway, some access point into the into the building into the Rishos Yachid. So it's normal for a wall, a partition, to have a hole in it that allows for egress. You can go in and out of that point. So we're, having a break in your wall doesn't undermine the wall necessarily. And if the wall, that partition, has legal status of partition, even though you have like a big opening there, and so to speak, there's, you know, there's nothing between you on the inside of that imaginary dotted line that connects the two sides of the wall, if you will, you're on the inside, there's nothing that separates you besides the, the imaginary dotted line from the Rishasarab on the outside. Still, you can carry no problem because we look at the the whole extension of that wall as having a single legal status, single integrity, and the partition is still there. So the issue is that at some point, the those breaks in the partition and the wall become either so large or so numerous that they undermine the integrity of the whole wall. Either if it's too large, you'll say, listen, you can't call this an entranceway to the to the Yosayach, the private domain. It's not an entranceway. There's just a huge breach, um, in which case the that breach called the Pirza um, undermines the entire partition, so you have no partition at all. The other possibility is that you have no enormous breach in the wall, but if the majority of what's supposed to be a partition isn't there at all, there are lots of little mini breaks in the wall. So then if the majority is not there, as opposed to like breaks, as opposed to majority yes there, so then we'll, again we'll say that this, this mechitza doesn't have structural integrity, legal integrity, and it's it's not considered a mechitza at all.
That's the basic gist of our Mishnah. So now let's see a little more details inside. <clears throat> Shiyara. You're talking here about a caravan. This is we're talking like three people or more traveling through the whatever, through the wilderness. Um, the reason why the Mishnah chose the Shiara case will become a little more evident in Mishnah Yud, but for now it doesn't make a difference. You've got some guys traveling. Shechansa Babika. They are camping out in some open area, an open field. And it's going to be Shabbos. And they want to carry inside their camp. So how do they make a camp in which they can carry? Because a bika, an open field, is a karmless. You can't carry there without making the partitions around your camp. Vikifua, they surrounded it. They took the saddles and the saddle bags and who knows what that was on the animals that they were traveling with. And they, you know, used them to circle around the would-be camp. Metaltha that would be sufficient, meaning we're not describing exactly the dimensions here at the moment, but the point is conceptually, if you just um, pile up a bunch of stuff in a big circle around the makeshift camp, even though the pile of stuff is just there temporarily, it's really not anything, no, it has no, it's not attached to the ground, it's not going to be stayed there permanently, it's just a bunch of stuff piled up that will be removed after Shabbos as you head on your way um, further on the trek, that's still sufficient to function as a machitza. Ublavad, but there are requirements to what, how you stack up that stuff. Shiehei gader First of all, it has to be that the height to which the various utensils are stacked is ten tefachim high. Ten tefachim, I don't know if I ever actually defined it. Ten handbreadths, you're talking about something like around three feet, um, 90 centimeters to 100 centimeters, something like that. So, yeah, three feet tall. Or so, around. Now, the picture you want to paint here, of course, is that if you have a bunch of saddle bags and, you know, um, saddles and stuff piled up, so there'll be lots of holes, gaps, between these things that have been stacked up. Now, as a side point, which the Mishnah is not addressing here, we'll discuss them more in the next Mishnah, there's always an operative rule of lavud. Lavud, lavud means... That um, if things are within three tefachim of each other, three handbreadths, as I said in the introduction, they are considered to be like the gap between them is considered negligible. So, hypothetically, if there were no breaks between one item and the next item of three tefachim, so then it uh, it wouldn't count. It would wouldn't, wouldn't be negligible it's as if it's solidly there. We're not focused on that. We're saying if the gaps we're talking about are bigger than three tefachim across, so then now we're saying. Do those gaps between the various piles of stuff undermine the status of the machitza? So it says here, It can't be that the majority of the perimeter that you're setting up as your would-be partition is actually not there. No, it has to be mostly built up. It has to mostly be there. So if argument's sake, you have a 10-meter you know, wall on one side of your camp. So then as long as it's five meters or more, which is even five, five meters exactly, of of built up, that will be sufficient. So just painting the picture further, it means, for example, you have one meter wall, then one meter break, one meter wall, one meter break, one meter wall, one meter break, and so on. As long as you add from end to end equal or 50% or more is wall, meaning it's 10 tefah high wall, then it's okay. And even where there's a break, and they just sort of speak like a imaginary dotted line in your mind that connects the one pile of stuff to the next pile of stuff, 
So it's there. It's no problem. You can carry even in front of the brake, even though you're just, you know, if you look out, you'll just see nothing but Rosh Hashanah or Carmelis right in front of you. Now, second of all, even if you have the majority of the length of the wall up, if you add up all the gaps, first all the built-up parts, you can't have any break in the wall that's too large. If it's sufficiently small, and the definition is going to be 10 amos wide, 10 amos, again, something like 5 meters, 16 feet or something like that. Um, so if it's that big, 10 amos or less, so then we say, listen, that's just an opening. And every building has openings, every wall has openings. This is just the opening. This is called a Pesach. It's an entranceway into um, the, the camp. If it's more than 10, tfachim, 10, 10 amos, excuse me, 10 amos across, so then we say that's not a Pesach, it's not an entranceway. It's merely a Pirza, just a breach in the partition. And that totally undermines the partition. So once you have a breach in the partition, the whole partition isn't there. And at that case, at that scenario, you wouldn't even be allowed to carry within the camp, even if you're standing behind the pile of stuff. Okay? It has to be that... So you have two... Like I said before, you have two criteria. And therefore the mission says inside, kol pirza, any gap in the partitions, shehi ke'eser amos, that's this ke... This chaf here, this prefix chaf, which means approximately, um, should be removed or, or not taken literally either way. If it's 10 amos or less, muteres, then it is permitted to carry within that little camp. Because we treat that break in the partition as if it's an entranceway. Yasser mikan, however, if the width of the break in the partition is more than 10 amos, so then Asur you can't carry inside anymore because that is called the Pirza, a breach, again, which undermines the integrity of the entire Mechitza, as if the Mechitza isn't there at all.